Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. You're listening to Bay Curious. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Fishermen know our bay is full of some pretty marvelous creatures. A few of their favorites? Halibut, striped bass, and sturgeon. For a long time, one of the best places to catch these beasts was on the Berkeley Pier, a wharf that stretches three and a half miles out into the water, making it one of the longest piers in California. The pier cuts a straight line across the bay towards Alcatraz, though it's not exactly in great shape. The further sections have fallen into the water, and all that's left is decaying pillars. Nonetheless, it's a pier our question asker, Martin Coons, can see from his office more than four miles away, all the way up in the Berkeley Hills. He's always wondered... What's the story behind the Berkeley Pier? To find out, Coons met up with reporter Jessica Plotchek. Together, they climbed onto a boat and went out on the water to take a closer look. There's not even anything you can walk on over here. It's just a stoop for seagulls. I actually thought it was made of wood, but it seems it's concrete, So what possibly could a pier this long have been used for? The answer takes us back to the 1920s. The Roaring Twenties, the Jazz Age, a decade when a president was elected to put a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage. And Berkeley was booming. The combination of the effect of the San Francisco earthquake with people moving out of San Francisco to the East Bay, the rapid growth of Cal as a university, and the development of electric train systems allowed for a huge increase in population, and Berkeley really becomes an urban center. That's Chuck Wallenberg, history professor at Berkeley City College. Despite Berkeley's boom, many residents had to commute to San Francisco for work. To get there, they'd take a train from Berkeley to Oakland and then a ferry over to San Francisco. Hopefully, work was close and they could walk. Otherwise, they'd take a streetcar or catch a ride. All this to say it was inconvenient. 
Sensing an opportunity, the Golden Gate Ferry Company opened a car ferry to shuttle residents directly from Berkeley to San Francisco. They opened it in 1926. A convivial mode of travel that, particularly in the evening, had elements of fantasy. Many a commuter dreamed secret dreams when the blown spray wet his cheeks and his soul soared to the undulation of the Bay Area. The ferries were named Golden Bear, Golden Poppy, and Golden Shore, and they would pick up cars at the end of the newly built three-and-a-half-mile-long pier. They built it that far out into the bay so that they would have deep enough water for the ferries. With rising popularity of cars, lines for the ferry could be long, especially during big events. Every time there's a football game between Stanford and Cal, cars would be bumper to bumper along the entire wharf and beyond. That's at least three and a half miles of cars. The mother of all traffic jams in the Bay Area occurred, I think it was at the end of the Labor Day weekend, and there was a four-hour wait. When people would try to cut in, people would take out revolvers and threaten people. <laughs> To be real, the auto ferries were doomed from the start. The same year ferry service opened, planning began for the Bay Bridge. Seven years later, the bridge opened. And like that, the auto ferries were unnecessary. When the ferry system closed down, the ferry company gave the pier to the city. The city opened the pier to the public. In the first year, 50,000 people visited the wharf. They walked and drove along the wooden boardwalk. It also became a fishing destination. The sport was encouraged, and at one point, local leaders even suggested that fishing could reduce juvenile delinquency in the area. Fishing is a good meditation. It clears your mind and actually helps you out better throughout the week. That's Philip Jewell, a longtime fisherman I found casting a line near the entrance of the pier. People that don't have fishing license, they can fish on the pier. It's about 75 people out there fishing, usually on, uh, on a good average. Sadly, maintaining this pier turned out to be expensive and difficult. Sections have been closed, repaired, opened, and then closed again. Eventually, the furthest out sections were abandoned to decay. While some fishermen felt the ruins attracted fish, sailors blamed the debris for sinking at least two boats. The pier has remained a topic of debate, to close it for good or to fix it. Since 2015, the pier has been closed. Engineers found it to be unsafe because of considerable structural damage. It could be years before it's repaired and opened again. We took the answer back to Martin Koontz, our question asker who sees that pier from his office. I didn't realize that the cars could drive on this thing because the times I've seen it from close by, it looked really weak. Martin, we are so glad we were able to answer your question. Thank you for submitting it. And thanks also to Jessica Placek for the story. There's a new voting round up on baycurious.org. Head on over and cast a ballot for which question you'd like to see us answer in an upcoming episode. I'm Olivia Allen-Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's Trivia Game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. 
Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.